You know, a leper came to Jesus. He crept through a multitude. He got right there. Right in front of Jesus. Shouldn't have been amongst the multitude, but he got in and got right up to Jesus. I know you can cleanse me. You can make me clean. Question. Will you? Answer. I will. That's the answer. God can, God will. God can do anything. You know, Jesus came to tell the whole of creation. I've come to change everything around. I've come to change it. I will. And he made a way of redemption for every man and woman and child. There's no other name under heaven whereby men can be saved. Jesus is risen, he's alive, amen? amen? He's good, and he can. God can. I just want to take your mind back to what we started with so you don't forget. Because, you know, it's always good to start at the beginning. Always start at the beginning. And... Um, a lot of people in this day and age have got a mistake in their lives. The mistake is this, that they've got religion. You know, one of the reasons people are sick is because they make themselves ill. We worry make themselves ill with ideas God can do anything my God is a miracle working God he'd come to do a miracle for you there's nothing he won't do for you nothing we have this treasure that might and we have what is this treasure Jesus lives in us I'm alive in him we have this treasure in a earthen vessel my God is eternal. The truth of God is eternal. It stands sure and it's never changed. And the only way to come to Christ is by faith. And you'll only come to faith by hearing the word of God. And you'll only hear the word of God when a preacher sent of God. You're not going to hear it through someone who plays pop music. And says they're, they're kind of witnessing for Christ. You can't witness with the devil's music. 
And they want to make us like the world. We're different. We have the answer. It's time they woke up. We are alive. We have authority. We know who we are. Glory to God. We have this treasure. That the excellency We have this treasure. Where? My. That the excellency of the power. Hey, there's no more excellent power than the power of God. Not of us. Not our charisma. Not our power. Not our way. His. He's everything to me amen can you say that put your hand on your heart I have a wonderful treasure inside of me he is God he lives in me I have this excellent power that's greater than any other power. In heaven. On earth. Under the earth. This power. In me. Is God himself. He lives in me. I'm alive in him. It's not a me. It is God himself. He lives in me. You know, if you believe that, I tell you, you wouldn't live the way you do. We're here as world changers. We're here as earth shakers. We're here as fire. We're here as salt in the earth. We're here as light. We're here as living witnesses. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're alive. He lives in me. He lives in me. He lives. He lives. He lives in me. Christ in you, the hope of what? Glory. There is nothing, nothing, nothing he cannot do. When people tell me you can't, that's my total feeling. God can. Uh, and as soon as someone says can't, my, everything in me rises up because no one can tell me you can't. 
not true. God can. Hmm. God can. See? My God can do anything. All my life, I met people who live in defeat. All my life. I meet people who are down. And I want to tell you, God has come to lift you up. All my life, I meet people who, who, who don't understand the value of this treasure. Hey, if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul, what will a man give for his soul? Wonderful our children have done so well. Wonderful they go on to university. Wonderful. But, but in the end, what are they going to do with their life? Who are they going to live for? Wonderful how God has lifted us. But then, what are you going to do with that which has been lifted? What are you going to do with the treasure? Are you going to use it for yourself? What are you going to do with the power that God has put within? What are you going to do? You see, the excellency of the power can be very creative, but very destructive. Hear me. Very creative, but very destructive. If you take that power and you take that gift and you start using it for yourself, I've got news for you. <laughs> You're going to pay a price. If you gain the whole world and lose your own soul, what will a man give for his soul? You see, time on this earth is all you have. Do you realize it's such a short time we have? But a moment. But what are you going to leave behind on the earth when you're gone? I lived. But what did I build for my God? I looked. Last night I saw God move in miracle power. Well, that's wonderful. You know, thank God he heals. I love to see miracles. Tonight, be here. As our brother Tete said, we're going to line people up. We're going to pray for them. It's going to be a music and miracle evening. But this morning, I want to talk to you. Because I want to tell you this. If you go to hell whole, that ain't a good deal. If you have a miracle, but you don't change your life, that's no good deal. If you don't understand, God's come to do something for you. God has given you opportunity. You young people, 
God has made a way for you. But don't take the way and just use it for yourself. I belong to someone. His name is Jesus. And the gift and the power and all that he's given me is to be given back to him. He loaned me life. I don't have power for life. It's his power in me. But if I take it and use it for myself, it'll be a greater condemnation in that day. There's a cross. Jesus said, want to be my disciple? There's something you have to do. You've got to deny yourself. You've got to take up your cross. You've got to follow me. I find too many preachers today, they seem to have forgotten that there's a lifestyle God demands. Obedience is better than sacrifice. There's things God wants. I find too many people are more after money than they're after Christ. I believe if you give to God, you'll get back good measure. Shaking together. Running over. I believe that. But I want to tell you something. If you give to get, you'll get nothing. God's no man's debtor. I believe in giving. <laughs> I'm not against it. But what I am against is profiteering. I want you all to know. I'm not interested in your money. God's interested in your heart. He wants you. And if you get your life sorted out, of course you'll tithe. Of course you'll honor God with your substance. Get the right way round. In 27 years, you can count on two hands the number of times I've preached on tithing in 27 years. We don't take collections. There's a box at the back. If you want to give, so be it. If you don't, God bless you. I don't need your money. Amen? But what I do want to see is God gets hold of your heart and your life. Okay? Is that plain? See, God wants us to know we've, we've got to live right. You have, you, you have to understand this. There's a cross. Let's go to Scripture. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hey, I just want to set things. Um, you know, I, I've loved this weekend. It's been great having my brother with me. Uh, and to have Charles has had to fly off to, to um, back to the States. Uh, and you know something? Um, I like it when you can feel comfortable with ministry. Uh, I like it when you can 
sit down and there's no competing. I like it when you can feel comfortable. I was in Ghana uh, with my brother Tete and I, I tell you this, I never felt we were competing with each other. Lawrence never competed with me. I didn't compete with him. Why? Because we're comfortable in our own gifts. Know what God's given us. Because we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. Well, if it's of God, then you want to do what God wants you to do. Don't matter what anyone else thinks. It's what God wants. And I want to explain something to you. In Hebrews chapter 11, now... When? Now. When? Now. When? Now. When? Now. Oh, so we're talking about something that's up to date. See, we don't need to change the Bible to make it fit in with our society. We need to change our society so they fit in with the Bible. Now. Faith is. Faith is. Faith is faith 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 doesn't say will be believing for the future is no belief at all faith faith See, let's get it straight. I get a lot of people that believe for the future. And there's people that live with tomorrow. But faith is. Faith. 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 What is it? The substance of things. Do you see, the thing you hope for, when faith comes... It is the substance. You see, when faith comes, it is the very substance of the things you were hoping for. You hope for something. A lot of people, when they come out for a miracle, they say to me, well, I say, do you know God can heal you? I hope. Ah, but when faith comes, the very substance of that life is there. It is. When you have faith, it is. It's not something strange. It is. Faith is. 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 Is what? The substance. In other words, it takes what you hope for and makes it a reality now. Hello? It does not mean you keep hoping for it. Because hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that's why a lot of Christians are sick. Because they're hoping God will do something. And they're hoping, 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 hoping. And they're praying, 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 praying. Because they haven't got faith. Because faith, faith, 
faith, faith, the substance. Ah. Not, 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 not the vapor. Substance. Last night, if you were here, you saw that woman. I don't know if she's here this morning. Uh, I was told she couldn't get here. Uh, but a woman who was crippled, and I kicked the cane away and then tossed it on there and got her walking up and down and, and <laughs> then got a tiptoeing through the tulips. Now, <laughs> her, her brother was here and he said he'd never seen her in years raise her arms up above her head. You all watched it. Now, faith is a substance. Amen? Now, it, you know, I can say what I believe, but actually, I, I saw her there, and, and, you know, I know when God's going to do something. Why? Because, you know, I believe, God believes, and we're the majority, and that's it. She didn't believe. I tell you, she was panting. Carolyn took her out. Come on, Carolyn, come here. Uh, jump up. Come on. You're the substance. I need substance here. Anyway, you took her out to talk to her. Uh, and she had a long history of being unwell. It started off with um, when she had tests done, they thought she had cancer. And uh, she went back to have the results of the tests, and they said to her, we've got good news, you haven't got cancer, but the bad news is your heart is very enlarged, and you've got three weeks to live. And that was four years ago. And she said she knew at that time that someone was looking after her, Though she doesn't go to church, she had this feeling that someone was looking after her, and um, her heart went back to a normal size. But then she's, she had the muscular dystrophy. No, sorry, it wasn't muscular. It was um, rheumatoid arthritis. And getting worse and worse and worse, more and more immobilized. The drugs that they gave her, gave her she reacted against, so she's been an absolute nightmare to treat, medically speaking. But she said she felt all the way through that this was just for a time that there would something was going to change and she was going to get her life back again she said I've always been the type of person I always made it happen I always fix things for other people I always fix things for myself and I came to a position where I just couldn't fix this my will couldn't do it I couldn't raise myself above and we talked about the fact that she needed someone who was bigger than her someone who would come and do it for her and then she just, I mean, she just cried and cried and cried and cried. And she said to me, why me? Why did God choose me? There are so many people who are so more deserving than I am. But she says, I know something's happened inside me. I just feel completely different. And she went up the stairs. She hadn't been up the stairs like that for four years. She went up and down the stairs because I forgot that everybody was in the tent and I went upstairs to the hall. Um, so she had to do the stairs as well a couple of times. And she managed all that. And uh, she was still putting her hands in the air. Her, her brother and her sister-in-law were absolutely amazed. Now, 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 faith is the of hope for. She hoped faith, substance, now is not sometime in the future now <laughs> I hate disease I hate 
everything the devil does with such a hatred. Ah, boo. The devil's a liar. And she, she, she went up and down the stairs. Do you know her, her brother and sister-in-law came up at the end of the meeting and they were crying and they said, you know, we have never seen her walk in years. We've never seen her raise her arm. She couldn't. And they just cried. Why her? I'll tell you why. Jesus loves her. That's why. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. My. That's why. I, I love that. You know, to me, that's everything. You might sit there and be skeptical, but if you were told you had rheumatoid arthritis and you couldn't lift your arms even up and you couldn't walk and you were in agony all the time, I want to tell you something. You wouldn't be a skeptic anymore when you saw God deliver. When I was in Ghana, a young man came out... Uh, I'm sure you remember him, big belly. Uh, and I just put my hand and cursed that foul cancer and he just went. But he just went, boom. Where did it go? I don't know. How did it happen? I don't know. Do you know, a miracle is an inexplicable phenomena. That's what a miracle is. You can't explain. If you could explain it, it's no miracle. How does God do it? I, I, I couldn't figure out. His belly just went. And the cancer was gone. That woman. Hey. You know that's why I got her to take her shoes off and tiptoe. Why? I don't know. If you ask me why I do things. I can't explain why I do them. I don't know why. I pick on people sometimes. I don't know why. I don't know nothing. But I do know one thing. We, this treasure, where? That. That's what it's all about. It's Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And what do we end up with? The evidence of things. Not see. You can't see it, but you get the evidence. It's happened. It's real. 
Carolyn didn't know. She just took the woman upstairs, the hall. She hadn't, four years, she hadn't gone upstairs at all. She couldn't. She just walked up and, why? Substance. Evidence. Faith. Whose faith? Whose faith? His faith. It's God's faith that does it. Do you know, Jesus had faith. When he died on Calvary's tree, he had faith for you. That he would take your sin, he'd take your need, he'd take all the things you need, and, and healing and forgiveness and deliverance would come for you thousands of years later. He, he had faith for you. And when God sent his only begotten son, he had faith for you. God the Father has faith for you. We have, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Now, faith is the substance, the evidence. Faith, it works. You know, Jesus said to the man who was... They tore off the roof and they laid him in front of him. He said, look, son, your sins be forgiven you. He said, so you know I've got authority to do this. Get up. And the man took up his bed and he went. He wanted them to understand the evidence and the substance. I want to tell you, today, this day, this very day, you will have no past. You'll have a future. You can do away with your past. You can begin as though you never had a past. And my, you can have a future in God. Amen? The substance. People always looking back, if only, if only, if only, if only. Well, today is a day. Now is the day. And today, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. When your fathers tempted me. You know, they, they saw all the miracles and they refused to believe. What am I about? I tell you what I'm about. I'm about you. Uh, as I said, miracles are fine. But, but let me tell you, the greatest miracle of all is to be born from above. The greatest miracle of all is to have your sins forgiven. The greatest miracle of all is to be a new creation in Christ. You must be born again. One of the nicest things in the Methodist church when I was there in, in Accra was on, on the uh, Friday night. 350 of the Methodists got born again. They came out for salvation. Well, more than that, I don't know, you know. There were a lot. <laughs> a big crowd of them came out. I was more interested. They saw the miracles, but you see, the miracles are only to witness 
what God is really doing. He's forgiving your sins. He's taking your past away. He's giving you new life. You can be different. Hey, every chain can break. Every band. You know, I've never had a depression. I don't know what depression is. I think it's something that... um, uh, I, I just don't believe in depression. You only get in depression when you've gone out of God's will as far as I'm concerned. I want you to know that. I I believe in victory. Amen? I've never had a wilderness experience because when I got born again, I got filled with the Holy Ghost and I was born into the promised land and the desert was far behind and I've never walked around in a wilderness. And I've never gone through a time when I've lost contact with God because... Uh, I ate living bread and I never hungered again and I drank living water and I've never thirsted in 37 years. So I don't understand when people say, oh, those people are hungry for God. I think poor people, they need to get born again. They're thirsting for God. Poor people, they ought to drink living water. Lots of people, they want to go up the mountain, get down the mountain. Uh, do I ever have mountaintop experiences? I suppose so. Do I ever climb mountains? No. I've got a God who lifts me up. It causes me to soar like the eagle. So I, I don't, you know, there's, that's why it's easy for me. I don't, I don't have to be lifted up. climb in the mountain you see some weary Christians they're always going for a higher level how can you get higher than Jesus tell me that faith is the substance let's read on for by it the elders obtained a good report through faith We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Do you understand that? It wasn't a big bang. It wasn't an amoeba turning into a fish, turning into a frog, turning into a whatever. You know, there there are people, they they have this idea about... I find some Christians try and tell me that the earth has been around for billions of years and, uh, and, you know... it. that's lies of the devil I understand the world was framed by the word of God if you don't understand that don't call yourself a Christian you're not and don't you come to me with kind of academic theories it's a theory that's not worth listening to the word of God is sure I'm happy with the fact that God created heaven and earth and everything that's in there. And furthermore, he didn't take billions of years to do it. He did it in six days, and he could have done it in six seconds. He's God. The word of God's plain. Don't say, oh, it's six periods of time. Six days. A day is a day. That's what I believe. That's what a book says. I understand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. It's just God made something out of nothing. How did he do it? 
He spoke it. That's it. Do you know, I, I, I find it so easy to believe what God says. I find it so hard to believe the nonsense that people want to put out that, you know, somehow we came from monkeys. But my God, six days. Now, faith is the substance. What is it? Faith, substance. Faith, substance. Is, is substance. If you're here this morning, your past can go. All that we have preached, all we've been teaching, all we've been doing is bringing you to the fact that you can have a new start in God and you can live the way God intends you to live and you can be what God intends you to be in this earth and you can walk in victory, you can walk in the power. Why? Because we have this treasure and earthen vessels that might be of and not of us. It's all God. God does it. It's God. And faith is the substance. Now, what I want to tell you is, you have talked of your mouth, and you've said, look, we have. Go on, put your hand on your chest. We have have this treasure treasure in an earthen vessel. vessel. That the excellency... Of the power power. might be of God God. and not of us. us. Now, Now. faith Faith. brings the reality. reality. It's the substance substance. of the thing I hope for. Some of you have hoped that the power of God will hit you. You've got the power of God already in you. You've got this treasure in an earthen vessel. And the excellency of the powers of God. He lives inside you. That's where he is. If you're looking for something from outside to reach your need, I've got news for you. You've got something inside that's far better. It's God himself. And you have that treasure. You have so much within you. If you realize what you've got inside of you, you would be shocked. That power released. Man can do anything. God can. We listen to a choir singing, God can, God can. God can do anything. Well, I tell you where you have the treasure, you have it inside you. Do you know what's happened? So many preachers have taught people to look outside. I want to tell you, you don't have to look outside anymore. You've got the power inside. What you need to do is realize, and when you believe it, faith becomes the substance. And then you've got the evidence. And what has happened, people don't realize all they've got to do is believe the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And if the preacher is sent of God, you've got the faith to produce the substance and you cannot fail. You cannot fail. Why? Because we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. 
the excellency of the powers of God. Not of us. Faith is now the substance. I've got faith in what God says. I believe. I believe. He lives in me. He lives in you. Amen. So, <laughs> with faith, it's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Let's read on. By faith, verse 4, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. It's impossible to please God without faith. But how do you get faith? Get faith by? And hearing by? And the word of God says, we have in that the excellency might and Go on, declare it. We say it again. We have this treasure. Are we seeking this treasure? No. We're born again Christians. We have it. Are we looking? No. We have. Now. Faith is the substance. The evidence. I have the evidence. Why? Because God says so. I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I'm not looking for something more. I've got everything. Because in Christ you have everything. I'm not trying to get a power. I have the power. He lives inside. I'm alive in him. Nothing I need. Now, faith as a substance. You know, with a substance, you can get hold of it. Huh? It's something you can lay hold on. Hmm? Doesn't matter what you believe. That, that woman last night, when I walked her up and down, then I got her going on tiptoe. Okay, the doctors were saying, and um, before she came, she got faith in rheumatoid arthritis. And she was told she was going to be crippled, and she couldn't do any more, and she couldn't lift her arm, and she couldn't, and her body said so, and everything said so. But when Jesus comes, you see, faith produces substance, substance produces life, and suddenly you have the evidence. And she got up to this end, and you all saw her. She raised her arms up. Her, her brother cries because she can't do it. She's never done it. She goes with Carolyn, up the stairs she goes. She hadn't done that for four years. Why? We've got evidence. 
But what was it? It was the substance of faith. Who had the faith? I did. Why did I have the faith? Because it wasn't of me. It was of the God who lives in me. I had this treasure in an earthen vessel. I've never healed anyone. I can't. I've never done a miracle. I can't. But I know someone who can. His name is Jesus and he lives in me. And he lives in you. Now we have this treasure. Where? To me, it makes me want to jump up and down and shout. Why? Because it's true. It's true. We have this treasure. Where? That might No faith. It's true. It's true. It's true. Your life can be dramatically transformed this moment if you will accept the substance. Faith produces. I, I don't know, you know, it's strange when I get real mad. There's something about that disease that makes me mad. I hate it. Something inside me which is such hatred for what the devil does. I hate everything about him. Hate sickness. I find some people like to talk about sickness. They worship it. You know? I tell you, uh, it was amusing. When we were in Africa, <laughs> I tell you, when, when that woman got healed and crippled, uh, she, she was running up and down. I, I, I remember um, in uh, Congo, this boy uh, had cancer, and he had a big cancer growth, and, and it all went. And, you know, he was overjoyed. He didn't care. He wanted everyone to see. See the evidence. Faith substance produces evidence. And if you haven't got the evidence, what have you got? You've got nothing. And if you go to a church where you don't see miracles, it's no church at all. You ask them when they last saw a cripple walk, and I can't tell you. What about the patients that are in the church? Ah, they say, well, we're praying for revival. My God's alive. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. I remember years ago going to a church, and I was in London. I was a young man. I was 24. But I can remember it. And I remember I was there. I was asked to preach. 
and I was sitting, you know, and I asked people to come out uh, at the end, uh, and, uh, you know, there were about 300 people in the church, and there was a woman on the organ, and the organ wasn't matched with the music. And she was playing one tune, and the others were playing another tune, and the congregation was singing another tune. And the pastor was shouting into the microphone. They were, <laughs> they were shouting in this microphone, he was. And I, I, as people came to the front, our lovely miracles began to happen. See, I was only 24, but we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. And it doesn't matter what age you are, it matters whether God's in you, see. And the power's there. And we have it. I discovered we had it. And I prayed, and beautiful miracles happened. And this dear old man, he said to me, he said, brother, can I speak to you after the meeting? And I said, sure you can. Uh, as soon as the meeting's over, come to the vestry. Uh, and so come to the vestry. The pastor pulled my arm, and he said, you don't need to talk to him. You don't need to talk to him. I said, he wants to talk to me. I'll talk to him. He said, no, 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 no. He, 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 he never got sorted out. He, he, he's an elder here. You don't need to talk to him. I said, I'll talk to him. So the pastor came into the vestry and we sat down. And here's a man who's got a real physical problem. And bless him, I suppose if he was a day, he, he was in his 60s, an elder, desperate, come out for prayer. And the pastor was saying, don't talk to him, don't talk to him. Don't. Now, when a pastor says that, you know, you think, well, what kind of shepherd is this guy? So I got him in the office and I sat down and I remember this old man sitting opposite me. And he sat opposite me. And here am I, a young man at 24. And here's the pastor, I suppose he was in his 50s. And the old boy began to cry. And tears began to flow down his cheeks. And the pastor said to me, he said, I don't want you to talk to him. And so I said to the pastor, all right, I won't talk to him. He can talk to me. That stuck him. So I said to the man, I said, um, what's your problem? And he'd got a real physical problem. And he said, I've been out for prayer. He said, everyone's prayed for me. He said, and, and the trouble is, I can't get healed. He said, I've sought it. He said, I've been in this church. I'm an elder. He said, I've been in this church, he said, for 34 years. He said, and I've asked person after person, and I can't get rid of this thing, and I hate it. And tears began to stream down his face, and the pastor banged me on the arm, and he said, this is getting personal. Let, let, let's end it here. Shepherd.
I can't stand that. People need loving. They need compassion. So I looked at this old man. Never seen him before. He talked to me. I didn't talk to him. I, I looked at this old man. Tears began to pour out of his eyes. He said, it's true. He fell on his knees. He said, the guilt of it's tormented me. He said, it's tormented my marriage. It's tormented everything. I said, well, I'm telling you, today it's going to end. I went over to him. I cursed that filthy thing. And in one second, he looked up. There was a smile on his face. He said, I'm healed. I said, I know you are. I want to tell you, he started a group and he began to pray for the sick and the pastor threw him out the church. That's hate. Find somewhere where they'll love you. Care for you. God completely healed him. Delivered him in a second. Now! Faith is the substance of the thing hoped for. He'd hoped and hoped and hoped. Someone with faith. You say, how did you know? Well, I, I, I can read off people's lives if I have to. It's called gifts. I don't use it that often. I just use it when I need to. There's a secret in God. You don't tell everyone everything you know. Because if you do, they become as smart as you are. So you keep your knowledge... <laughs> And it becomes wisdom. When I was a young man, I used to use it, and I found I wasn't smart. It was healed. Faith is the... We have this... In an earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power might be of... And not of us. Today, I want to deal with one thing only, sin. S-I-N. Jesus came to save his people from there. Now, healing follows. We're having a healing tonight. <laughs> Brother Tete's right, we're going to line them up. He's going to preach. And sing. And he sings much better than me. Uh, and we're going to have a good time tonight. Tonight's the night. But I want to deal with something. It's called bondage and sin and past. Look, so many people live with torment about your past. I'll tell you what I've found about past. Forget it. Forget those things that are behind. Hmm? What are you to do with it? Forget the things that are behind. You forget the things that are behind. All right? They're behind you. You forget them. Let me tell you a secret. You cannot change yesterday. What you did is done. You can't change it. You can't undo it. You can't rectify it. You can't do nothing with it. It's gone. It is your past. 
Did you notice Jesus never ever said to anyone, when he said your sins be forgiven you, he never said to anyone, now you've got to go back and fix everything up. He just said your sins are forgiven you. Go home. And he healed them. You see, God knows that you can't undo what's done. A lot of people try and undo what's done. You can go around and you can talk to people. If you say something unkind and you upset people, you can go around, you can talk to them till the cows come home. It won't change nothing. But when God forgives and God puts it behind you, you forget and you go on. That's all you can do. And what I want to say is that faith is the substance of things hoped for. You hope it'll be different. You want the substance of it. You'll get the evidence of it. You believe God. Jesus did it 2,000 years ago. It's a done deal. What is it? A done deal. Nothing you can add to it. Your prayers won't add to it. Your fasting won't add to it. Your struggles won't add to it. It's a done deal. Faith is the now. Not tomorrow. This is a now thing. It's not waiting till tonight. This is now. It's not waiting till you go and talk to someone. This is a now. Now we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Might and not of us. Do you want the evidence? You want the evidence? Well, now, faith, you start believing it. Hey, I have the power of God in me to answer everything I need. I don't need any outward power, I have an inward power. I don't need to call on anyone, I have God inside. You know what the problem is? So many people, they rely on someone else's prayer. I don't rely on anyone else's prayer. I rely on the God who lives in me. They want to rely on someone coming and telling them, I don't rely on that. God lives in me. The excellency, the power's inside of me. I have an internal combustion. Jesus is alive in me. Not looking for anything, not seeking anything, not hoping for anything. I've got it. All I need. Now. Now. See, I, I, I have faith in what God says. And faith cometh by hearing the word of God. And the book says, got this treasure. See, that, that's the end of your problem, isn't it? Hey? All these years you've struggled. But now, you're going to have the substance. Why? Just believe in. Now, isn't that easy? Come out here. Now, you see, the fact is that you can be tormented in your mind. And you know, the fact is, you can get all kinds of feelings of failure. 
And you see, the devil's a liar. Because we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. You see, it's over. Come here, you. That's the husband. No, I, I, you know, I'm serious. I, I, I tell you, this is going to be the end of this. Yeah. Because you worry, and you, you, you're worried that she worries, and she's worried that you worry, and therefore you worry each other. <laughs> they've got a gift. They've got a gift. But they've got a better gift. The better gift is the excellency, the power that's in them. I want to tell you, it, it's your time. I, I watched you actually on Friday night and something stirred in you. And I watched you too. You, you looked as though things connected in your brain, did they? I looked round. I want to tell you, I don't think that I'm... I'm blind. I look round. I'm watching you. <laughs> when I'm preaching, I look. And you think, I'll tell you what, some of you are like flashing beacons. And I can see. And when I see God, I know where he's moving. As, uh, you know, because I, I see, and, and there are people... Get moving. And, and you know, there are people I pick on. Like, I came and talked to this young man on Friday. Uh, now, why did I do it? i tell you why I did it, because I know. I know what's ticking. I believe it's time that God separated our past from us. You know, <laughs> don't you? You see, your past is over, man. Okay? <laughs> All right? It's going to happen. I, 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 just, I just have a feeling for these two. Now. 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 Faith is the... You know, you can think. Let me tell you what you think. Sometimes, sometimes you think you missed your chance. Sometimes you wonder whether you've missed your opportunities. Don't you? I know what ticks in you. And you feel because of certain things that it will never, ever be for you. And I've got news for you. That's a lie. You feel that you have failed. And you hide it pretty well. And that's terrible to feel that God's written you off. And he's not the only one. But I want to tell you, there's coming an end of it today. Now is going to be the end of it for a lot of you.
because I, I don't like it. See, that, that destroys faith. You can't live with faith when you feel it won't apply to you. It'll apply to others, but you, know, you hope it will. And then you lose it because the devil comes back and says, well, but what about? And you look back and it's got you. But you see, a Christian doesn't have a past. He has a future. You forget those things that are behind. Why? Because God said he divided our sin as far as the east is from the west. And he said he would... He would what? He'd what? Now if God has divided it from you as far as the east is from the west. Now just come down here. Now if God says he has divided my sin as far as the east is from the west. God said he's divided it from me. So if I take him and say he is in the east and I take this and say he is in the west but the east is a long way from the west and God has divided it and actually there's infinity between isn't there? the east and the west of creation and God says I've taken your past and I've divided it from you I have taken your past and I've taken it from you as far as the east is from the west now if God has taken it as far as the east is from the west how come it can bug you it can't bug me, it's impossible. Why is it impossible? And God says, I will, I will remember it no more. Now, if God has divided it from you, that means it's no longer part of you. God divided it from you know on Calvary when Jesus was nailed to that cross your sins were nailed to that cross and God took your sins into his own body on the tree and he died to them and he has said he has said he has divided them from you as far as the east is from the west he's done it it's not what you've done it's not what you believe it's what God did for you He's divided your sins as far as the east is from the west. And he says, I will remember them. So God will never bring up your past. Because God doesn't remember it. Not that he cannot remember it, but he has chosen never to remember it. And your sin is divided as far as the east is from the... And he says, I will remember it no more. So don't you ever, ever, when God has d divided it from you, and let me say this, the trouble with that dear old pastor is he'd never, 
ever come to forgiveness of sins? How did he get tongue speaking? Well, you can speak in tongues without being born again. Uh, Balaam's ass did. Says he spoke by the Holy Ghost. Get born again. You've got to be born again. And, and you see, your sin is divided as far as the east is from the west. So what influence can it have on you? What influence can it have, your past? None. Pardon? None, that's all. So what excuse have you got? None. Hey, are you understanding what we're saying? Are you understanding? Look, that's how the devil robs you. Uh, the devil robs us by accusing us. He is accuser of the brethren. Now God doesn't remember. You imagine when the devil accuses you, you go to God and say sorry, and God says sorry for what? And you start telling him, he says, I don't know anything about that. What are you talking about? And you say, well, on so and so I did such and such and so. Did you? And then you say, well, I don't feel forgiven. Of course you don't feel forgiven because God isn't holding it against you. Who's holding it against you? The devil. He's an accuser of the brethren. So he stores up everything, lambs it out at you. He's got a film of all your yesterdays and he plays it. And then you feel condemned and then you go to God and say, God, forgive me. And God says, look. 2,000 years ago, I divided your sin from you as far as the east is from the west, and I chose to remember it no more. What are you talking about? And you ask God to let you know you feel forgiven. And the devil puts on you the feelings of condemnation and guilt and fear, and you live under it, and it's a lie. It is a Because God has done it. 2,000 years ago, your sins were divided from you as far as the east is from the west. And God said, I will. And you know the trouble and the enemy of faith is guilt. You feel guilty. And you get this terrible feeling. If only I hadn't. Well, I've got news for you. God says, you didn't. It all went into the body of his dear son. He became sin who knew no sin. He took my nature, your nature, into his own body that we might have the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? Do you know, God wants you to take your rightful place. And you haven't done it because of feelings of failure. I, I'm just telling you. See? Because that's really what it is. You don't think you're worthy to kind of take it and do what you should do. Of being humble. You know, I've I, I got to rise up. Hey, you know, not doing what God wants me to do because I'm humble is not humility, it's stupidity. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I've got to rise up and say, just a minute. I've got to do what God wants me to do. I want to tell you, that is what we're called to do.
this day, your past, hey, you can get the substance of it. You can get the evidence of it. From this day on, it's going to be evidential. From this day on, that's it. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. There's a time when you've prayed and prayed and hoped God would blot it out. You hoped God would blot it out, but it hadn't worked. The reason it hadn't worked is you've tried it the wrong way. You've tried your feelings. Your feelings tell you that you're still guilty. God says, of what? I don't remember anything. And you come to God and you say, well, I just don't feel forgiven. And God says, of what? And then you try and explain to him. He says, I don't know anything about it. Why he's choose not to remember and he divided your sin as far as from you as the east is from the west. All right? Is that plain? Is that plain? Is that plain? So you don't have a past. Is that plain? Doesn't matter what you came from. Matters where you came to. All right? All right? You understand it now, what I'm saying. You see, now faith in the word of God brings the substance which manifests the evidence. All right? All right? Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying, everyone? You all understand it. Listen. If I took four hours explaining it and got one of you to believe it, it would transform a life. I'm not worried with anything but, but getting the truth home to people. Look, to me, the truth of God is more important than lunch. The truth of God is more important than time. The truth of God is more important. If I can just get one of you to understand what I'm saying, I just need one. It's true. There is no past. It's over. Really got you on Friday. I know. Hey, he loves you. Don't be tormented. So, come down here. So, you know, hey, Lord, he loves you. You've got a treasure in an earthen vessel. The excellency in the back is of God. He loves you. You know, that, that, get it you know they're real it's real isn't it I want to tell you God's God, last night at the end of the meeting the, the anointing of God was so here and it's been here this morning right from when brother Teddy came in I, I'm telling you there's nothing <laughs> God cannot do <laughs> I'm telling you it, he's here he's here He's going to be here tonight. <laughs> There's nothing he can't. I'm angry. I'm angry with that which would seek to rob people of what God has given them.
I'm angry with the lies that the devil tries to put on people. You don't have to take it. I hate it. It's false. It's over. He divided your sin from you. Okay. Look at me. That's it. Thank him. 2,000 years ago, he did it. He accepts you as you are. You know, God never wants us to try to be what we're not. Cool. We're too valuable. Hey, he loves you as you are. I want you to stand up where you are. Stand up. A lot of you could have watched and said that could have been me. And the only reason I got people out the front is so you could identify with them. That's all. And if you know that was you, you know God can deliver. You know it's true. God divided your sin from you. Who divided it? Okay, close your eyes, all of you. Close your eyes. Don't look round. If you know, and the Holy Ghost said, hey, you've never let that happen in your life, put your hand up, your right hand. Don't look round anyone. Just put your right hand up. It's between God and you. Hey. I want to give you a promise. I want to tell you what I said this morning is true. God has divided your sin. Hey, the devil's a liar. I hate him. God's divided it. God's divided it. I hate what the devil does. He's no right. No rights. No rights. It's done. It's a done deal. It's over. It's over. God's done it. It's not what you do. It's not how you feel. He loves you. He did it for you. 2,000 years ago, he did it. It's true. It's true. No, it's true. You don't have to live with it. Faith is the, the evidence. Now, hey, glory to God. There's healing here. There's deliverance here. Something's happening here. You know, there's a lot of people here. God loves each one of you. Lift up your hands. Right up. Right up. <laughs> right up. Come on. He loves you. 
He's divided your sin as far as the east is from the west. He's going to remember it no more. You don't have a past, you've got a future. I command your guilt. I command your guilt to go in the name of Jesus. I command your guilt to go in the name of Jesus. I command your guilt to go. I command your guilt. He's here. You reach right up. Reach right up. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's gone. Gone. Holy Ghost. Hold on to someone's hand next to you. We've got to hold on to someone's hand next to you. You at the front. Lift your hands up. Go on, hold them up. Hold them up, all of you. I'm going to touch one hand. It's going to go all around you. Okay, it's all I can do. Okay. In the name of Jesus, I break every chain, every fetter, every bondage in each one. Lord Jesus, I declare your word to be true this day. I declare. I declare. Your word is true. You've divided our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. And you'll remember it no more. Lord, let this word work in every life. In every heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus. That's it.